Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers have signed Stanley Johnson to not just the remainder of the season, but a two-year deal. A really smart move on their part. We have a report that the Lakers are also unwilling to include the 2027 first rounder to swap uh, Russell Westbrook out for John Wall. Uh, another really smart move on their part. And I don't know what to do with my hands. The last time we got a a news cycle that was this kind of positive, and I said I had nothing to complain about, everything went to hell. So what we have to find in the next 10, 15 minutes or so is something for me to complain about. This is a, This is a serious, serious issue here. Let's start with Stanley Johnson. Uh, he has had his 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 second 10-day was up yesterday by the time you guys are listening to this. So sometime today, the Lakers are going to officially announce that they are going to sign Stanley. Now, by the way, if you had listened to either the live edition of Twitter Spaces where uh, I spoke to Aaron and, and a few other readers slash listeners to discuss trade buzz and all of that good stuff, um, you would have known that at the very end, Aaron told you that this was coming. So I also turned that into a pod feed. That is up on this feed as well. Uh, but this is great news. This is really, really smart on the Lakers' part to not just sign him for the rest of this season, but also lock him in uh, with a team option uh, reportedly uh, that would keep him around next season as well. That gives you at least one role player wing that you can bank on in this upcoming offseason. And and by the way, it's an offseason that the Lakers, you know, if Russ is still on the team, they're still going to have quite a bit of turnover because you have a lot of minimum guys. You're probably going to have some guys retire uh, who are on this roster currently. The Lakers are going to have quite a bit of work to do and at least – we can go into next offseason with this much figured out. Other bit of news that kind of this stacks on top of, and we already saw this, obviously, was that uh, Johnson was inserted into the starting lineup uh, in Trevor Reese's place. And that right there signaled to me, look, they aren't going to start this guy two days before his contract is up or, or, or a day before his contract is up and then not bring him back. So, we always kind of knew that Johnson was probably going to be picked up for the rest of the season. And given the way that last offseason went, you do have to give credit for to the Lakers for working in the margins in a way to try to piece a, a workable roster together moving forward for the rest of the season. Congratulations to Stanley. Uh, I'm sure this has to be a really thrilling time for him, being a modern-day kid, uh, that he gets to play for his hometown Lakers and and hopefully help them go out and and reach closer to their expectations uh, or the preseason expectations that we all had for them heading in. The next bit of, I think, good news here from the Lakers is that they aren't so desperate to include one of their only assets to merely flip Russell Westbrook for another bad contract. Uh, this is according to Mark Stein. And, and there are a couple tidbits from uh, his write-up today. So, quote, 
League sources say that the Lakers presented with an unexpected pathway to abort their Westbrook experiment by trading NBA's 2017 most valuable player back to the Rockets in exchange for former All-Star John Wall are unwilling to attach the 2027 first-rounder to make that deal happen. As, as reported here Friday, Houston's interest in such a trade is dependent on the Lakers consenting to ensure that the deal is incentivized by packaging the draft pick with Westbrook in exchange for Wall. Um, the other tidbit that that uh, Mark Stein included in that piece, which I think you know should get plenty of attention here, is is this quote. Yet there are also major optics concerns for the Lakers. Team officials, sources say, do not want to play a pay a premium to move on from Westbrook so soon after the Lakers gave up so much to get the Los Angeles native. Remember, they had to send Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell, and the number twenty two uh, number twenty two pick in last year's July draft to Washington after James and Davis encouraged the Lakers front office to go all in for Westbrook rather than proceed with GM Rob Polinka's plan to trade for. Sacramento's buddy healed. So, uh, look that, that again paints the picture there of it was indeed, uh, the, the stars pushing for, for a fellow star, which doesn't really surprise me. That's how stars kind of think in the NBA. And, and it again, you know, highlights kind of sort of why Russ isn't probably going to get traded on top of how difficult it is to find a deal for a contract of, of that magnitude. But on top of that, that would be tantamount to the Lakers, uh, not just, you know, moving on from the local kid that they threw out there and, 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 you know, put out there in bright lights that here he is, you know, somebody who a lot of people at one point, even Kobe, uh, has had gone out and said, Russ is, is my guy. This is uh, somebody who I really see a lot of my mentality in and, and all of that. Um, after all of that, moving on from him would then be saying, hey, yeah, everybody responsible for this deal that we just made back in July. Uh, yeah, we all or those people all seriously screwed up. And I don't think... LeBron, Anthony Davis, Clutch, uh, the other people, because there were other people pushing for it. Like the one thing that I would kind of push back on uh, a little bit when we talk about the Russell Westbrook trade is that I've heard that it's it wasn't like Rob Palenka was like fighting tooth and nail for the Buddy Heald trade. Like he was on board and he also made that call. It wasn't like, all right, you guys, this is a deal that we're going to be making here. no. It was he was involved and and was in on trading for Russell Westbrook as well, um, and so that would be everybody involved, kind of saying whoopsie, and and kind of throwing up the red flag potentially on this season because we don't know what John Wall even looks like on a basketball court. But but yeah, I look if you if you're if the Lakers were to just swap Russ out for Wall, and it didn't cost anything else, I'd be intrigued. If it cost a conditional second rounder that may never convey. Okay, I might still be interested. But if it costs a 2027 first round pick, if the Lakers did that deal, I would lose my freaking mind. <laughs> Anthony Davis was also asked after the game uh, Tuesday night how he felt after playing and all of that, and he had this to say. 
Uh, quote, I feel ready. We don't practice much. I don't have to practice, don't have much practice time, but was still able to do some one-on-one, two-on-twos and see how it felt. I was ready enough to go tonight. I don't know about the whole minute restricting restriction thing. I think that might, for me, come off. I might tell them I don't need that, but we'll see. We've got a back-to-back coming up, and we want to play uh, that smart. But for the most part, I felt fine. I felt great out there. First couple minutes, the adrenaline took over, and after that went away. Uh, the wind caught up to me when I got my second wind. I was uh, fun the rest of the game. We'll see how it reacts tomorrow, first live action, and go from there. So here's the Lakers' upcoming schedule starting tonight, which, by the way, uh, pressure cooker tonight uh, because it is a, a, a national televised game. Tonight, they play at Philly. Tomorrow, they play at Charlotte. Day off Saturday. And then on Sunday, they play in Atlanta. So busy schedule ahead for the Lakers here. And, you know, three games and four nights uh, are are tough on people who aren't coming off of injuries. So I would imagine in one of those, probably going to get an, an Anthony Davis rest night. Um, I also think that that probably means the schedule that is and Anthony Davis coming off of this injury, that I think we get some Dwight Howard minutes against Joel Embiid just to ease AD into it. Like what AD is saying there is like, I got out there, I ran around a bunch, and holy crap, my lungs were on fire. And then I got out there a second time, and I was able to to really kind of move with the rest of the game. And I kind of think so long as that remains the case, because it's when you're fatigued that you don't take that extra step to uh, to, to ensure that, you land properly. You don't, you know, if it, you don't, you don't get that extra step into the into the key when you're making a rotation. You try to stretch a little bit further. That fatigue can, a lot of times, lead to some mental mistakes that lead to some physical issues. And so long as AD is still working to get his his wind back beneath him consistently, the Lakers, I think, really do have to be careful here. You guys were 10 minutes in, and I still can't really think of anything to seriously complain about. Uh, I'm looking around the room. It's kind of messy. Too many Avery's toys. Uh, All right, fine. Frank, please don't start Avery Bradley tomorrow. All right, I'll talk to you guys later tonight.